Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. Yeah, and that goes into, you know, reinforces what people heard a thousand times. This is one of the hundred million reasons why you don't quit. The perfect, rea- you know, the, the perfect reaction is uh, to look for the other side of it because you are going to have things like that. None of us go through life. We're not talking about some theoretical thing that happens to a certain small percentage of the population where they go through these emotional yes. things. No, we're all going to deal with it. Like, and at my stage, you know, where I have absolutely nothing to worry about, you know, everything is fantastic uh, by the, you know, the world standards, everything. You still wake up. I'll still wake up in the middle of the night and the thought will come up. Yeah, but what if this happens? Ah, you know, sure, sure. What, sure. If, what if someone says, what, what if that is like, go away. I don't need, <laughs> you know, but if you they blindside you, like you start worrying about something irrational, you know, it's yeah. like. And you get all, you know, and now you can't go to sleep and like, wait a minute, you know, and uh, uh, you've got, you've got to put those, you've got to talk yourself back from those things, you know? Absolutely. It is. I I really think the entrepreneur game is mindset. Yeah. But you're never going to reach the point where these ideas can't jump in your head, negative things, this, that, and the other. So-and-so said, you know, it's, it's as common as going into a party and, Everybody here knows everybody else. And then I'm the only one who doesn't, you know. Yeah. I'm the out, out I'm the fish out of water here, you know. And That's right. And they're all feeling the same way. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Larry, I call them mind fields, M-I-N-D-F-I-E-L-D-S, meaning that a minefield, you 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 step on a place and you blow yourself up. Well, the entrepreneur journey, the minefield is BS, belief system. I've, I've heard that yeah. before. And, you know, it, it truly is. You're not going to, um, you're not going to outperform your self image. And so right. if you do think, I mean, think about the struggle when I was a cutter, man, if I don't even believe in myself, how am I going to sell somebody to believe in a product or a service I can do? Yeah. So you, you have to go through the transformation yourself because that's what, all entrepreneurship and business is about. It's about other people buying your belief about your product or service. Where do you reach the end of the line as a cutter to where I got to change? I got to get help. What do you do? Like, Oh man, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what happens. You don't amputate your arm or something like that. (laughs) What? what, I'll I'll tell you what happens. Where is the ultimate on that? This is ridiculous. I got to stop. It was, it was failing a seminary class. And here's what I mean. I was acing all my classes and, and I met my wife in, um, we, she was doing a master's in counseling. I was doing a master's of counseling in divinity. We met, fell in love. I started to confide in her, but guess what? I'm in class and you're you're supposed to practice counseling on real people and they watch videos and so the professor said Carrie anytime you counsel somebody and they talk about pain you emotionally run away and i and i was like 
what are you talking about? And, and he said, listen, if you don't fix that, you might fail the class. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I, you know, give me the books, give me the tests, I'll ace everything. Yeah. So they kept pushing, pushing, pushing me. And finally I said, fine, I'm going to go in and I'm going to tell the professor that I struggle with cutting. Yeah. So I, I thought this was my breakthrough. I'm going to go in and be honest for the first time in my life. Uh-huh. This is the crazy story, Larry. You ready? <laughs> this is crazy story, man. I go in and I tell, I tell the professor, listen, I struggle with cutting and anger. And, and, and he listened. And then two days later, I get a letter in my mailbox that mm-hmm. says, you're a cutter. You failed the class. You're not fit to be a counselor. <laughs> and this is, and again, it, and again, this is supposed to be a, a Christian, a Christian place that helps. Oh. So I went to my, my, my mentor, who is yeah. the vice president of the whole school. Uh-huh. And he was kind of my mentor and um, great man, Dr. Dave Plaster. And he said, he said, give me that, give me that form. And then he went and he said, that, per- that professor can't fail you. You're, you go to counseling. We're going to get that fit grade fixed. Well, guess what, Larry? And again, I'm not bitter, but yeah. it turns out that professor was having sex with a student ah. in the class, ah. going through his own yeah. pain yeah. and hypocrisy. And my, here's, where, here's where I go with all this, Larry. The moment we have a breakthrough, the enemy goes after us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and right there, I could have, I could have like gone down a very dark path and said, screw it, screw life. I'm done. Thankfully that guy, that mentor stood up for me. Yeah. And that, that was my breakthrough. Yeah. That was my breakthrough. I went to the counselor. I started working on depression. I, I, I got on a little bit of medicine, but honestly, that wasn't what did it. Um, and that was my breakthrough. Well, you know, the thing is that uh, I want to say to people that go through this thing, when you go through that, you're at that point and you get the big put down. Keep your he- eyes up and look for some. There'll be someone around. you. Usually God does not let you yes the death blow uh by yourself and if you just keep your head and eyes up there'll probably be someone around you to come yep. around and say forget that guy. you know he's yeah 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 that's ridiculous you know here's you're this that, the other nobody thinks that in fact i had a friend did you yeah uh, in aspen actually i just sent him a i just saw a picture i took of him several years ago i just sent it out to him, but I'm remembering he came to me and he said, uh, this, uh, he wanted to have dinner out there this, uh, March or something. And he said, uh, his daughter, you know, he, he split from his wife early and then he wound up living in the house and they lived at different parts of the house for years because he was there for the young daughter. You know, she was like, you know, and uh born late and all that and the daughters loved him and does you know he skied with him do everything with him you know that you know and uh uh all kind of adventures all year long you know they're yeah. like uh super so, tight yeah super tight well 
she comes back from college and she says, dad, I just want you to know everybody hates you. What? Everybody hates you. Mom hates you. You know, you know, granddaddy hates you. Grandmother hated you before she died. You know, this hates you. They all hate you. I don't know what her point was. He told me that. And uh, I won't, I've got to catch myself. I don't say their names because they're such close friends, but it's like, oh my gosh, when he told me that and I could see the fear on his face, I just burst out laughing. We were the hot in the lobby of the little Nell. I just burst out laughing. And I actually fell on the floor in front of the fireplace. It was just convulsing. Are you serious? Yeah. And I said, I said, got to keep myself from saying his name. I said, what are you? I said, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that girl loves you. I said, you know, I don't know what kind of soup she swallowed back at, at school, you know, or whatever. But I said, that's a passing thing. You know, she's just, you know, that, yeah. that'll, that'll blow away. I said, don't take, I said, you're the one guy everybody loves. Wow. You know? And I said, we all love, you know, everybody respects you. I've never heard anything bad about you, you know? And so, but it was like, you could see he wanted to, you know, it like got him off the edge of like, Good. I think my reaction was so overwhelming that it you, kind of you washed, helped them. You washed helped her them. out of that, but it was not uh, manipulated. It was just spontaneous. Like that's the most ridiculous thing yeah. of all people, you know, but thank goodness but he needed to hear that. You know, he did because that could have been a very dark journey. Yeah. yeah Cause he, his whole life has been, you know, a lot of his self image and everything is the relationship they have. And, uh, but you know, there's a, I remember, I don't know the comedian, but there's a famous comedian. We all know who came up through the New York uh, club scene. Okay. And he finally got an audience in front of a guy who was a booker for, you know, Johnny Carson or Jay Leno. Sure, sure. Yeah. And he finally got an audience with that guy. And he went in and uh, the uh, booker said, uh, uh, he said, that's the worst set I've ever seen. He said, stop wasting your time on comedy. Now you'll never be a comedian. And, you know, he went down the checklist. You don't look like one. You don't this, that, the other. You're the other way wrong. Everything stinks. You're not funny. Okay. Do something else. Don't make us have to listen to you try and be funny. Oh, my gosh. Well, this guy's destroyed. You know, his whole life, you know, is listen. Yeah, yeah. He goes to one of his friends. He goes back to one of his friends and said, I just got crushed, you know, by one of He said, well, what did he say? He said, blah, 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 blah. He said, that guy said that. He said. Of course he did, because he's an idiot. <laughs> he said, nobody respects what he his opinion on anything. He wow. said, it's actually a good sign that he didn't like it, you know? It's probably an endorsement, you know? He reframed the reply. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Like that. And so the thing is that these are things we can do for people in our life when the occasion comes. That's that, good. Uh, don't, or not work. They don't cost us money. Yeah. But it can be one of the most powerful uh, uh, things. Transformation. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, it's a matter of just being aware of that. Now, when you uh, so you're in school. Yeah. And you actually uh, move through there and got a, a pastor degree. Pastorate. Yeah. And so how did that go? I'll tell you what I was. I was in. Get this. I was so young. They gave me my first small country church while I was in school. Yeah. 
So, so, so get this, Larry, I was preaching on Sunday and cutting on Monday. Is that crazy or what? Is that crazy? Is that, that's crazy. That's crazy. So I'll tell you what, I can tell really quickly in my coaching when someone's faking it. Yeah. I mean, I, I can just pick it up because I lived it. You lived it. And I lived it. I, you know, I, I, and thankfully, you know, God allowed all that to happen. I went to counseling, got help. And then I moved from Indiana to Ohio, started, uh, uh, you know, not started, but joined a suburban church that was big. And I was the youth pastor and blah, blah, blah. Right. And finally, years later, when, uh, when that's that book, Your Secret Name, that's the book where I wrote the scary stuff in it. Ah. And uh, I came out with this book. And the whole book, honestly, is about you shedding the names that are holding you back and you getting the new name. And I'll tell you What's what. What's an example of that? What's an example of that? Shedding old names that are holding you back. I'll tell you what. I'll give you a movie example, and then I'll tell you a real life example. Lord of the Rings. Lord yeah. of the Rings. Aragorn believes the name Strider, and that's where we meet him. At I believe it's called the Prancy Prancing Pony or something like that in the Lord of the Rings. But he's a wanderer. He's not embracing his full name, which is eventually to be the king. Yeah. Uh, Lion King, same thing. I'll tell you the quick story. Child of the king, heir to the throne, king of the jungle. What does he do? He listens to the liar, Scar. Yeah. And so this is our story as all humans. Yeah. We can listen to the truth or the lie. He listens to the liar. He goes into places he shouldn't go. The elephant graveyard. His dad goes to save him, dies in the process. Suddenly Scar comes and says, you're not king. You're a murderer. You're banished. You're a failure. He believes the, the lies. Yeah. So what does he do? He goes and lives a kuna matata. Don't worry. Be happy. A life of purposelessness. Yeah. Along comes Rafiki says, I know your dad. He's like, my dad's dead. Nope. I'll show you. Takes him into the jungle, says, look into the pond. He looks into the pond with disgust. All he sees is his, his I call it your, your given names, your birth names. Uh -huh. He says, no, look deeper. He sees his father. His father says, check this out. You are more than who you've become. And then he says, become who you're born to be. Yeah. And that's the story of the transformation. So what is my thing? My, my past names are, oh, I got I to get something here for you. This is cool. This is cool, Larry. I'll explain this white stone in a moment, okay? My, my false names were Cutter. And by the way, the names can be good. Athlete. Well, what happens when you get injured? You lose your identity. Yeah. Beautiful. What happens when you're a burn victim? You lose your identity. So it's not that the names are always bad, but the names are not who you truly are. Right. So I had to go through my own journey. And Basically, they get either either false or limiting. False or limiting. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. So I'm reading my scripture someday and I look and I see 
in the scriptures, it's in the book of Revelation. It says, to the one who overcomes will be given a new name written on a white stone, and no one knows the name except the one who receives it. Ah, I'm like, dang, that's a secret name. And I'm like, what is that about? So I do a little bit of research. And in the, in the first century, in a court of law, they would vote the jury. And this had nothing to do with skin color. But if they felt like you were guilty, they would vote with a dark stone. This is where we get the term black ball. Yeah. So what the scriptures were saying is that the one who gets the new name is accepted innocent. And check this out. that Somebody did this for me. Don't worry. This didn't show up like this. Here's my secret name. Yeah. Free. Free. So my secret name is the word free. And that's what I've always wanted to be. That's who I've, that whenever I watch a movie, like dances with wolves and he's going on the horse and he's holding his hands back, like every movie clip or every book or every song where someone was truly free, it speaks to me. Yeah. That's who I am today. I'm free. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.